0: This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. Um, How are you? Most people answer that question with fine or good. But obviously it's not always fine, and it's usually not even that good. <laughs> this is a podcast that asks people to be honest about their pain. To just be honest about how they really feel. About the hard parts of life. And guess what? It's complicated. I'm Nora McNerney. And this is Terrible. Thanks for asking. I am, and I don't love this about myself, but I am capable of very deep pettiness. If there is a wrongdoing against me, but more likely a loved one or even a complete stranger, I am unlikely to forget it. I'm unlikely to forgive it. I will hold on to it forever. If I see a cross to bear, I will bear it. Many of you will recall the first time I told you about my grudge book back in, I don't know, 2015, 16, I had a therapist recommend that I write down all of the grudges that I was holding, big, small, that I get them out, that I put them somewhere besides my head and my heart. I did that. I wrote down in great detail the who, what, when, where, and why. The exercise was meant to, I believe, help me get some objectivity to these very, very subjective experiences. And in the process of writing them out, I discovered that sometimes the problem was me. Hi, hello. And sometimes, you know, I really had been through an experience that was not my fault. I was able to see the humanity in in people. I was able to forgive some people. I was not done with the exercise when I forgot this notebook in the seat back pocket of an airplane, never to be seen again. This would not normally be a big deal for the average person, but I don't know that the average person does what I do, when I start a new notebook. I open it up and on the inside front cover, I write my name. I write my phone number. I write my email address. I put a lot of identifying information into this notebook that also had a lot of deeply personal stories within it. Now, a lot of people would take this to their grave and hope that this notebook was never found and you know, probably published on some forum somewhere. Honestly, this day and age, someone finds that notebook, they're making a TikTok series about it that then gets optioned into a, a limited series on on HBO. But I thought, you know what, I can't be the only person in the world with a treasure trove of grudges big and small that they're carrying around at any moment. There have to be other people like me. So Back in 2021, I asked all of you to submit your grudges and you delivered. We had so many submissions from all of you, enough to fill three whole premium episodes with grudges that didn't fit in our first grudge book episode. But now the calendar tells me it's 2024. 2024. And we all think it's been a little too long since we last aired our collective grudges. So, In the spirit of one of our favorite terrible traditions, this episode is myself and Marcel Malikibu sitting together in the city of Minneapolis opening the grudge book. Find electricity where you are. Every USB to lightning, USB to USB C, USB C to USB C, USB C to lightning the kind of charger where you set something on it, it charges, mag safe, whatever, mag safe?
1: I feel like it's not mag safe. (laughs) There's something very unsafe about the (laughs) mag.
0: Mag charge, all kinds of chargers organized in a zipper container. I've sold many of these on an airplane. People look at me and they're like, where'd you get that? I talk to them. I literally give them the Amazon link. It's bag smart. I leave it on the plane. I don't even realize. And I do realize at some point that my bag is really light but mm-hmm. i just think i've been so judicious about packing i didn't bring 3 books in my right. carry on i right. know i'm not going to read 3 books in a plane ride right. so i didn't do that no i left all the chargers this is a pattern of mine not the losing of the chargers cuz i kept that bag for probably like 6 years at this point no that's that's a fact like yeah. it was stained
1: it's been through tours it's been through
0: tours it's been through like some of the elastic was loose several years ago the advice of a therapist. I was dealing with a lot of the anger phase of grief, which is not appealing to a lot of people, like externally, Hmm. right? Like people are kind of fine with you being sad. They don't love like when you're just ready to turn up on (laughs) somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Leftovers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, so now we're meeting 30 minutes later. Mm. OK,, um, I was just I was just really like an angry person and I'd, you know, spent a lot of time, you know, calculating all of the ways that people had wronged me. and my therapist was like, look, what I need you to do is to write it all down. I need you to write it all down, get it out and yeah. be detailed. you know, like describe the situation, describe how you felt, like what happened, what they said, what you said, what happened, how you feel about it now, and like write it out by hand. And so I did. I get a fresh new notebook. I always, when I get a new notebook, I write my name, my address, my phone number. So if I lose the notebook, it comes back to me. And most of my notebooks are really boring. You know, it's like right. to-do lists, notes, calendar pages, notes that don't even make From sense meetings, to me. Yeah, that yeah, they don't even make sense after the yeah. meeting.
1: Yeah, I'm like <laughs> check. Yeah, <laughs> the button. Yeah, yeah,
0: check the button, like. Uh, interesting question mark. It's like, <laughs> what were you talking about? I am practicing this journaling thing on an airplane. And I'm like, you know, writing, 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 writing. And, you know, when I when I get into my seat on a long flight, like I situate myself, you know? Right, right. I take out that bag of chargers,
2: mm.
0: you know, and I put things in the seat back pocket. Like there's a, yeah. there's a place for your phone. There's a place for like books, a computer, whatever. Because yeah. I don't want to be – I mean, I very rarely put anything up, you know, but I don't want to be like up and down. I don't want to be rifling, trying to bend down when there's no space anyways to like go through a bag. You know, it's like, I just want my thing. So I do all that, I'm writing, I'm crying, (laughs) you know, all the normal stuff you do on the plane. And then, um, you know, get off the plane, you know, get to my destination. I don't have the notebook. Mm. The notebook's still on the plane. Nice. The notebook is in that seat back pocket. What color
1: is this notebook? That
0: notebook is, I'm guessing, I mean, it was, I know what brand of notebook I was using at the time. So it would have been, I mean, I would assume it was yellow. Like, honestly, at this point, I don't even know if I could, it it would be a moleskin. Would it be a yellow one or would it have been? It was, I was Was doing dot dot grid. I was doing dot grid at the time. Um, And it was soft cover. So anyways, it's gone Um, and I'm like, oh, because it's like I was leaving like first name, last name, date, like my identifying details are in there, but so are like the identifying details of like, it's like my mom, you know?
1: (laughs) That's crazy. I code anytime I've journaled about (laughs) some shit I'm mad about. I don't care if it's only me. In fact, I code it. Yeah. So I code it. I write in the worst chicken scratch mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. It's like a mental exercise. Yeah. And then I burn it within a week.
0: Oh, that's smart. That's probably also like.
1: Cathartic. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
0: And like symbolic. Only
1: with stuff. negative stuff. If it's positive, yeah. I'll leave it there. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I was just mad about something, yeah. I'll write it. And then I literally, I don't know if that's like yeah. a ritual or something. I'm not in a cult.
0: Yeah, <laughs> should be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. A <laughs> good cult. The good be. Cult.
0: Yeah. You should be in a cult. But um, yeah, so I did that. And then I shared that with people and we made an episode called The Grudge Book where I basically said, I know I'm not the only person carrying around all these little trivial grudges. You know, there's, there's no way it's just me. So if you have a grudge, share it with us and we will make our own grudge book and we will leave it in the metaphorical seat back pocket of a podcast. (laughs) And we've done that a few times. Um, We actually filled three bonus episodes filled with grudges um, that didn't fit in that first grudge book episode. But now when we release this, it will be 2024, a brand new year. Right now it's at the tail end of 2023. We're at an
1: Airbnb.
0: And I think to celebrate This new year, we have to bring in the past. (laughs) We have to to live in the past for a little bit. So this is one of our favorite traditions. Marcel and I are going to open the grudge book. Mm. The first one we have is an email I'm going to read to you. Hello, here's a grudge against a company. Best grudges to hold. Right. Keep them nameless, faceless. Uh, you know, like you want to just be like punching up, you know, like at a Peach Goliath. Bellini. like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: What was that Bath and Body Works? Bath and
0: Body Works, the Peach Bellini that candle. <laughs> I, made pe- I made people who came to the, our VIP meet and greet on the tour, sit down and watch. Them. <laughs>
1: people were just like.
2: People are like, what
0: the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck
1: is wrong with this (laughs) lady?
0: Okay. um, If you don't know what we're talking about, it will be linked in the show description. (laughs) If you're watching on Patreon, we'll link to it and you can watch it. And that is an example of a great grudge against a company. But this is not about Bath & Body Works. Okay. Our writer says, apparently Abercrombie & Fitch makes great plus size clothing now. But I, an elder millennial, cannot forgive them. For the trauma of not being able to purchase a damn thing in their store as a teen who wore <gasps> large or extra large, I hate them. I am with you. Abercrombie and Fitch was, you know, they didn't invent body dysmorphia, but dang, they stoked the flames. <laughs> they were like, they were like, oh, are you a like skinny little girl who's they like They were wearing?
1: complicit. <laughs>
0: yeah, they were. They were like, your jeans should slide off your body. Without unbuttoning them. Like yeah. you should be so bony that your yeah. fitted T-shirt hangs off your body. And they did it to boys too. They're like, if you don't have abs, right. yeah. die. And I you can hold that grudge and so do I. I hold that grudge too because I looked at Abercrombie & Fitch catalogs and thought, why does my stomach have any subcutaneous fat at all?
1: Yeah. At yeah. all. I didn't know people used to edit the images like when I was at Southdale or something and and I wasn't in Abercrombie because mm-hmm. that's just not what was popular. I, yeah. was, I was like man, all my white friends. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like free Chloe yeah. <laughs> from the shackles of Abercrombie." <laughs> like, it got her in a chokehold. This was this this girl could not stay out of Abercrombie she and Aeropostale, oh, which God. was like slightly worse than Abercrombie. Yeah. It was
0: well, the hierarchy was Abercrombie, American Eagle, right. Aeropostale. <laughs> Like oh god, and they all smelled like Abercrombie had the most distinctive smell. Which then, when Ian was in high school, he started wearing that cologne, and it like I was like oh god no no it's like bringing me back to it's like a sense memory. Uh, and then they all kind of tried to have their own scent, but it was all kind of like a rip off of that. So I agree, we do not need to forgive them. And also Abercrombie, as a person who was lured back in to Abercrombie recently because everyone's like, oh, they're jeans and they've got a curvy fit where it's like, you know, bigger in like your hips and thighs. And No, 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 no. And the size that I wear at like J Crew, I ordered at Abercrombie and I still could not get that size over m- like mm. my upper thigh. Damn. I was like, no, 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 no. So there's still they're still on it's my like list. It's like
1: if Nora's having yeah, trouble having putting trouble on jeans.
0: getting on a pair of jeans.
1: What is, yeah. what is a lot of the God.
0: Gonna, oh, wow. God. Okay, our next one is a voicemail. You want to play it? Yeah, let's do it. All right.
3: My grudge. I am currently 26, four years out of college, and I am still angry at a girl let's call her jessica for in first grade after school care we're lining up to go to the carpool thing and i have skittles that i earned and i have always eaten my everything that has color color coordinatedly i either eat in pairs or a certain combination or i'll eat all of one color and leave the favorite for the end And I had saved all of my red and purple skittles towards the end. And Jessica walks up to me, knocks them out of my hand onto the ground, and then eats them off the ground in front of me. And I have never been more confused or angry. And I'm still confused and angry.
1: (laughs) 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 Yo, that's a violation. (laughs) She smacked the shit out of her And
0: then <laughs> just ate them off the floor. Five-second rule. Yeah, Five-second <laughs> The reds and purples, too. Like, at least do that with the yellows and greens. That's the new God. scam is yeah. just
1: slap shit out of people's uh, hands and then eat it off the ground. <laughs> oh, good.
0: Oh, oh. Ooh, yeah, Jessica. Hopefully, Jessica's repented for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have another email. Here's how I handled my grudge against a horrendous toxic boss. This one's from Marcel. (laughs) (laughs) I worked in emergency management for a large public jurisdiction in Texas during the February 2021 blackout. Oof. I slept in my office for seven days assisting with coordination and planning of the city's response the director was the absolute worst most toxic person i've ever met and i had already decided to resign as soon as our response to the latest disaster ended also people who work in city planning city management yeah like that's such an intense job i've done two speaking events for city managers and the stress of that job yeah of like managing the people who do all the invisible things that make a city work Yeah, is so intense. And like to do it during a disaster and be like, "This, I'm in hell, I'm sleeping at work. I'll wait till after the disaster is over. I'll put the entire city first is like, hats off. Is that
1: who I call to get someone put a shopping cart in the creek by my house? Is that who I would call as the city manager? Or I mean- Parks and Rec maybe? Well, the city
0: manager manages in most instances. Yeah, Parks and Rec manages like the- you know, uh, the people. Shout out to who, me
1: who works for a yeah. city's parks and <laughs> yeah. rec and met with the city manager, and I still yeah. don't know. Yeah,
0: they're like, you know, they're, yeah, they're managing the budget for like, oh, waste management and right. you know, new housing yeah, developments. And who's who's and patching the potholes and all that kind of can stuff. Can
1: we have a Cinnabon? Yes,
0: yeah. Can we have a Cinnabon? I don't know. Part of my job entailed sending out meeting invites during the week and participants would accept and send a response. Side note, another grudge. Don't send a response when the invite list is literally hundreds of people. I have to agree. Just Mm. press accept. I counted them, which gave me an idea. The director was religious, didn't wear pants, wouldn't get vaccinated. So I left exactly 666 deleted, unread emails because I knew the first thing she would do once I was gone was read my email. That's crazy. I also emailed LinkedIn about her profile because she was eventually fired, told to resign, but left her position as director on her profile long after the next director had been hired. I got an email that LinkedIn flagged her profile until she changed her job title. I am petty AF. Is it petty? It's factual. Okay. You're just representing the facts. You're representing the facts
1: can't tell someone how to react man that's what i've learned in life
0: (laughs) yeah i um yeah i I, i'm i actually think the email thing is genius and really funny
1: yeah that's funny little little gut shot real quick yeah
0: and you also had to like hope like no one else should email me make sure you're not subscribed to anything nothing's gonna come in overnight Right, so you gotta um, you know, perfect. They gotta the, perfect that. Keep That's, it on
1: the mobile app yes. or something. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, there's that weird like oh, place yeah, in between yeah. where yes. they haven't fully t- like denied you. Yeah. Access. You still got the keys yeah. to like the basement or whatever. Just make sure that you're deleting it to six six six.
0: Yeah, I support that. I like that.
1: So they shut it down.
0: Hi, everyone. I have a podcast suggestion for you. If you like the sound of two women talking, which is my favorite sound, it's called listening to the Forever 35 podcast. Am I still 35? No, but I was when the show started six years ago. There are six years of episodes. Hosts and best friends, Kate Spencer and Dori Shafir talk to listeners about everything. It's a real comfort listen. Find Forever 35 wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, we have another voicemail.
2: Hey, Nora, I saw
4: your story on Instagram asking for grudge stories. Um, I have lost both of my parents and my childhood home in the last three years. And since that time, I have upticked my grudge holding so much so that I build new ones every day. But the two that I want to talk about are two of my um friends, close friends, loving friends, both of them about the date of my father's memorial wrong when he died in 2020. And then when my mom died in April of this year, neither one of them showed up. And one of them told me, oh, I'm sorry that I didn't come to your mother's memorial, even though it was online. So it was like super easy um, because we had guests over. So, and the other one didn't even acknowledge it. Clutching to that grudge, those grudges, like my life depends on it. I'm not proud of it, but I thought I would share.
3: Thanks.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm holding that one for you too. I'm holding that one for you too. Uh, it's, it takes a lot to like realize that people can only like do what they're emotionally capable of. Right. And also
1: but there's baseline there is baseline shit, there's you baseline acknowledge i know that there is died. a baseline
0: and like i you know uh grew up catholic and that's like a very uh like i don't know like it's a you just show up for someone's funeral you right. know what i mean i went to funerals where it was like my mom was like oh my high school teacher's mailman died we got to right. go to a wake right. tonight you know right. and so i was just like always at funerals and wakes as a kid too and uh it's just like, yeah, it's like the decent thing is that you go, you know, even if it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And I remember a, a girl from our high school died when we were adults mm. and her boyfriend from high school wasn't there. And I like texted him. I was like, hey, we're waiting for you. And he was like, I, I don't want to go – this isn't how I want to remember her. I was like, well, it's not how – her parents want to remember her either. Right. Don't
1: nobody want to remember yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah, it's like, that. well,
0: we're not. We're not remembering her this. We're not remembering her as dead. Yeah. We're remembering her as alive. Yeah. And that is really painful. And I also it just – like those aren't like the best of friends. I don't know. I just remember yeah. being very like very affected by the people who showed up who I was not expecting to show up. You Know, yeah, like really, That's really. The
1: majority of the people is yeah. like just these kind of solid, yeah, not it's not always like a standout person, but mm-hmm. then they stand out to you after yeah. that. It's kind of like a person that was like in yeah. the background, like just the green grass, and yeah, you're like oh, you were here the whole time, yeah, solid rocks, yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not wishing any death in your family, but at some point, I would really like to go to a, a oh, like, Liberian funeral.
1: It's yeah, it's fun. It's celebratory. Yeah, Yeah, and we're more like that too, like Mm -hmm. where the whole community comes out and like it was nice at my grandmother's because there was all these random people who were like back in the early nineties, she let me stay with her and she watched my child my children for free. She literally raised like a hundred kids or something. So it was cool to see people that none of us knew, the closest Mm -hmm. people and they're like, Yeah, she used to watch because I'd go to her house and there'd be this random baby there. Yeah. And she would just you know, watch people's kids and, yeah. you know, so, yeah, man, it's, that's tough. They, they could have acknowledged it. Yeah. Like baseline, jump on the Zoom. Jump I, on the Zoom. I, I was, we Long were in a in. car yes. going on a tour and I jumped yes. on like you the were on Zoom, a Zoom for, you were on for a Zoom. Yeah, exactly. my aunt's exactly. In funeral. the middle of
0: absolutely nowhere. i released many grudges over the years as I've matured, proud of you, but there is one I am pretty sure I will take to the grave love it. In 2009, my older sister died. Well, okay. Take that to the grave. Fuck. No. Okay. In 2009, my older sister died after a long and rare illness, adrenal cancer. She was 27, 22 when diagnosed. As you are probably very aware, Minneapolis is a very small town. Yep. And if you're a young person, it is easy to feel like you know everyone. Yes, my sister and I had overlapping social circles and she met this girl at work and they became roommates shortly thereafter. Mm. Turns out we had lots of friends in common. So this girl was everywhere. My sister really felt a bond with her and felt like they were best friends and spent the next year or so connected at the hip to her. Then my sister got sick. She had a five pound tumor removed from her abdomen and had to quit her waitressing job. Then she had to move back home to start treatment to St. Paul. Minneapolis to St Paul yeah for some people is a is a literal bridge too far <laughs> No it's <laughs> like, like a trek it is a yeah, trek it's a yeah. little trek
1: that's a half hour yeah. depending on where you are and then traffic yeah and-
0: I never went to St Paul growing up really ever ever ever. ever. And then, I feel
1: like there's no real, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. no one, no one <laughs> coming. Me, Paul, I live in St. Paul for their a their while. But yeah. Everyone Careful. knows, like, if you're Careful. in Minneapolis, there's no reason to yeah. go to St. Paul. But the opposite is not true. I know. Like, there's so much yeah. stuff that you can do in oh, Minneapolis.
0: God. <laughs> okay, none of her friends reached out. They never called or sent a letter. My sister spent so much of her energy after that grieving the loss of her friendships with that girl and her people. Simultaneously, this girl and her friends were slowly making their way into my social groups, and I saw them everywhere. Sometimes they even showed up at my house when my roommates and I had parties. The main girl started an extremely popular jewelry company, dying to know, dying to know, tell me who. Contact me privately.
1: Oh, uh, I thought that was the name of the jewelry yes. company when you said dying to know. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I was dying like, to yeah.
0: know. Well, um, another started a nationally popular band that everyone went crazy for, and they're getting back together this month to everyone's delight. I'm dying to know who that is. Mm. They're getting back together this month, and here I sit with hate in my heart forever for them and scorn for anyone that rolls with them. And as much with most grief, it is mine and it's what's left of her. So if I maintain this grudge, I can foolishly feel like I'm protecting her, even if she's been gone a long time. Damn. And you are. I don't know. I feel that. That's like a tiger sister, you know?
1: Yeah. Do That's like that Do you think, too, though, that sometimes... Sometimes like, you know, that 22, 27, like before you even like turn 30 and stuff like that, I feel like sometimes you're just a little too young to understand the impact of certain things, Mm -hmm. like the value of reaching out to someone's family after something happens. Because sometimes like when it's someone adjacent to me or like in my, uh, especially in my 20s, I'd be like, oh, well, do their parents really care about some random guy that was your kid's friend that you don't really know? Because we were all just going to bars and stuff like that. And um, I, I now know that that is something that's valuable. But at the time, yeah. sometimes you just, I
0: don't know. I It's like the people who show up are the right people and the people who don't are not. And it is so like the part of this email that I like really just like uh, gets me is like, she's so mad for her sister who had to go through something horrible and also just feel alone and abandoned by her friends. And yeah. I had a lot of that same rage that was a lot of the grudge book was Aaron being so popular like it was like the great gatsby only he wasn't full of shit but like you know he was like so there was always something to do and then this is like he was sick during like the rise of foursquare which I don't know if you remember. But it's like you could check in. It was like the silliest thing. Now you can check in on Facebook or like locations. It was a location-based social media app where you could, we could make this a location and we could be like checking into Terrible Town. Marcel's the mayor of Terrible Town. And like Aaron was so into this app and his house was named Death's Doorstep before he was sick, Isle of Tortuga, you know, just the silliest stuff. And then he was the, he kept checking into his neighbors um she probably holds a grudge about this into his neighbor we never met his neighbor across the alley but she was like an older woman who had like renovated her back patio and had made a location called danny's (laughs) danny's rocking patio
2: So Aaron kept checking into
0: it and he was the mayor of it. And she had commented, he's never even been here.
1: <laughs> like, like, Losing your mind because you couldn't like block people from Yeah, people used somewhere. to get into it like, on four square. Yeah. I've been at this all yeah. these way Yeah, I've never than... even seen you
0: here. And like, he was like the mayor of um his radiation oncology <laughs> office. Oh God. And we could see like his friends like hanging out without him,
1: Mm. you know? Yeah.
0: And it was like, that was really hard because I wanted to just like call and be like, just fucking invite him. Like, even if he can't go, like he just wants to be, you know, invited. Like he he might not be eating a lot, but just invite him to brunch. Just fucking invite him, you know? (sighs) Anyways, it's, and also now I kind of recognize that as like, that the limits of somebody's capacity for suffering too and when right. you're young yes it is really hard you also have a hard time and i, I thinking about the girl who died after high school she was sick during high school like and right. like she needed a liver transplant and we were like good luck babe you know like you're back like we did not it did not compute it's like oh well
1: she's gonna die and that's just i don't or know we just or,
0: i don't know we we're like yeah, yeah just get a new liver
1: yeah. Like,
0: yeah. I don't know. Like, it you just, just didn't. move on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just, feel, everything feels so, like, out of context. Like, it just, like, we, the horror could not sink in for us. Like, we did not have that a much emotional depth. Right. But that said, all these things, I feel this so deeply that once she tells me whose jewelry brand that is and what band that is, I'm holding this grudge. <laughs> you know, and I will keep your sister alive that way. If you are looking for a podcast that is fascinating, a podcast that is somehow intriguing and comforting at the same time, the kind of show that you can listen to with your kids and it will give you all something to talk about, you're going to want to listen to Search Engine. Every episode, host PJ Fote sets out to answer a question, a question that is not easily searchable. And what he finds is surprising. This is a podcast that is a staple in my rotation. And if you even vaguely like this show, you're going to love Search Engine. Search Engine with PJ Vote, an Odyssey podcast, is available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. we have another caller.
2: I hold grudges against basically anyone somewhat close to my husband who died of suicide um, and close to myself that I think should have shown up. Um, There's people that I give passes to that may or may not have done the best things after his death but there's people that i do not give passes to who may have just not shown up because they didn't know what to say or felt bad nonetheless they basically ghosted me or pretended i don't exist um but a lot of people just didn't show up didn't even acknowledged that he died. My high school best friend never came to the funeral um, and neither did his best friends. I will never forgive. I shouldn't say never forgive, but I find it difficult to forgive the people who go to your wedding or claim to be so close to you or claim to have such a hard time Yet they can't be there for someone who is the closest or someone whose children are the closest. I don't know how you can see someone else's pain and know someone else's pain that deeply and lack the empathy to go outside of yourself.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, she, yeah, 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 I felt that deeply.
2: Yeah, that's
0: beautifully put. That was beautifully put. Yeah, those are those are two great ones to play back to back because it's that same feeling. And I, we we approve that grudge.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my dad used to say, "Don't worry about when you're doing like birthday parties and weddings and stuff." He's like, "Don't try that hard to Mm -hmm. invite people because, you know, a lot of people will just like eat well Mm -hmm. and leave, and they're there for a good time. And if they do make it to your funeral." they're gonna eat well Mm -hmm. you know and and leave he was like at the end of the day it's all about those people that come and you know hold you and come around you you know oh that's tough
0: uh we have another call i think
5: okay so the grudge i want to talk about ooh, goes back to elementary and kind of transfers over to high school weirdly enough So um, I attended a, like, full from junior kingdom to grade eight elementary school, and um, near the end of the year for a graduating class, um, traditionally how it went is that the valedictorian would be told in secrecy, have to prepare their speech in secrecy and whatnot, and everybody would be, like, guessing, like, who it could be. And so a lot of my classmates thought it was me, and on the day of... Uh, it wasn't, it was this other student, which was, you know, at the time. Anyway, second round into high school, um, the end of the year for my grade 12th graduation, uh, there was three runners-up, m- um, myself and two other people. And I remember finding it so weird that, like, when they passed the ballot out to all the um, grade 12 students, they gave one to me, and I sat there for the longest time in Mr. Halsman's class, literally trying to decide who I should vote for, because it just didn't seem right to vote for myself. But at the same time, like, I couldn't really make a decision between the two other people. Anyways, my friend next to me is, like, being like, you've got to vote for yourself. You've got to vote for yourself. And I'm like, no, like, what? This is so weird. Like, this just felt so uncomfortable." Anyways, I ended up circling this guy's name. And my friend next to me goes, wouldn't be so funny if he literally wins by a point. Surely enough, this is exactly what happened. Um, I had like a close teacher tell me this in private, and I was like, honestly, so devastated. Um, I really do think having like a career and working with children and youth, um, in hindsight, like I do think a lot of the teachers could have seen that This really, really would have benefited me in a lot of ways, just having pretty good understanding that I came from a pretty unstable home, et cetera, et cetera. This is kind of where the grudge lies. It's like, guys, like he didn't really need it. But anyways, um, weirdly enough, not even weirdly, he ended up plagiarizing his whole speech. His whole speech—he ended up plagiarizing. I called him out on it months later via Facebook at the time, and he denied the whole thing. And I like sent him the video that I like found on YouTube that was the exact same speech. Um, yeah, and I'm just still not over that.
0: I love it. I sent him the YouTube video of the exact right. same speech. And you know what? That's his punishment. He has to
2: live with yeah. that forever. I know what
1: you did I last know what summer. you did.
0: I know what you did. Great speech. I loved it when I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. I oh, it kind of yeah. reminds
1: me reminds of this thing yeah. I saw on YouTube last week. Yeah. Let me send it over to you.
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. Oh. Oh my god.
1: High school beef, <laughs> high school grudges are so funny to me. Cause it's
0: like, I don't care. Oh, My God. Okay, so I have to tell you one, which is I I wrote about it in a book, so it might be old news to other people, but like there was a girl in my high school. She was like the better version of me, you know? Like yeah. she was my height. She was just good at sports. Like I like really had to work to be okay at sports. Right. She was She had like a better GPA than me. I think she was the valedictorian or whatever comes next. And she was just – and we played the same position because we were both tall. Every sport that I played, she played. She was the better version. And then um, we were on the same volleyball team in high school. And I was in a very on and off again relationship with the only tall boy (laughs) uh, or like the tall boy that I had, you know, that had kissed me and therefore I could never kiss another boy. went to a really small school, so it was kind of like if you were someone's girlfriend, you could never be someone else's girlfriend, like truly. Right, right, right. Um, And (laughs) it was just so rough, but boys could have – it only applied to girls. Yeah, it's like, no,
1: go back to Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: So I was off again with that boyfriend, and he asked her to homecoming, like knowing (gasps) it would hurt my feelings, and boy, did it ever. But she said, we were on the same volleyball team Like, and she said, yes, (laughs) I was like, what do you think this is going to do to our team dynamic? It wasn't good. Um. Anyways. Mostly
1: for you. Mostly for me. Mostly for me.
0: Mostly for me. Mostly for me. me. And like, yes, I should have been mad mostly at him, but of course I wasn't. I was like, I knew it. I knew you always liked him and this is my proof. So our high school reunion comes around and we're golfing together. Mm. This girl. And two of my best friends and I. And uh, she's like, I'm really sorry for like when that happened. And my best friend Erin goes, Oh my God, who cares? It was like, and I was like, excuse me, <laughs> yeah, I, I do.
1: Am- <laughs> no, I do. Thank you for saying that. Now we're gonna I, hash this thing out because
0: <laughs> I really was. I was like, excuse me, I am about to let go of something. You know, like I wasn't like really mad at her anymore or anything, but like, you know, the 17-year-old in me was, you right, know, right, and I was like, Erin, give me a minute. I'm about to, like, have a moment with this girl. She's like, who cares? Who cares? Okay? Who cares? It was a dance.
1: It's like a formative memory. I was like,
0: we're about to have a moment. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, Like, God. This concludes our 2024 edition of the grudge book. I know it's early in the year to say it's 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 our only edition. I can't promise it will be our only edition. I personally love hearing other people's grudges. Occasionally I will get a DM or an email or a voice message that says are you still taking submissions? I'm always taking submissions. If you are holding on to something delicious and deservedly petty, I, I will always hold a grudge for you. You can always wad it up like tissue paper. And place it in my hand. You know, the image there is that you're a little kid who blew your nose and then you just handed it to your mom. Moms are always holding out their hand to hold somebody else's grudges. I or <laughs> to hold somebody else's garbage. I don't think your grudges are garbage. I actually really love them and treasure them. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of your grudges with us, always and forever. Earlier this month. Um, We actually shared what I think is a related episode on our Patreon and our Apple Plus subscriptions about confessions, confessions, potentially, possibly socially incriminating tidbits of information about things you and our team have done. You can listen to that episode and all of our premium episodes over on our Patreon, patreon.com TTFA, or by subscribing to Apple Plus in the Apple Podcast app. As a premium subscriber, you get two bonus episodes a month, you get ad-free episodes, you get access to the whole back catalog over on Patreon. We have organized them by topic, which people love. Terrible Thanks for Asking is an independent podcast. We are made possible by our subscribers. Our team is uh, myself, Marcel Malikibu, Megan Palmer, who produced this episode. Good job, Megan. Claire McInerney, Michelle Planton, and Grace Barry. Our supporting producers are Kim Morris, Bethany Nickerson, Rachel Humphrey, Jamie Zimmerman, and David Farr. Supporting producers are Patreon subscribers who support us at the highest financial level. I'm almost embarrassed to say how they support it. It's $1,000 a year. It's fucking crazy. Thank you for being you. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. I do mean that literally. Our theme music is by Joffrey Lamar Wilson, and we are a production of Feelings and Co., literally the only place on earth you will find any feelings, even petty ones.